Hi, Justine here from Justine Nagore's Metaphysical Musings, 10-minute bite-sized pieces of esoteric ponderings. And I'm joined here by fellow healer Christian. Hi. And we would like to discuss today something that's come up recently due to an event that we're holding on the 7th of May, moving into the energy of Beltane. And the discussions that have surrounded that, which is working with the turning of the wheel, which is uh, quite often sort of, I think, viewed by some as quite an old fashioned way of um, working with the energy that surrounds us. So just to give, I'll try and do a very brief um, sort of synopsis of the turning of the wheel. Turning of the wheel is sort of uh, working with cyclical life. And one of the major aspects of that is working with the land. Um, and in the olden days, as they say, you work with the sun, the moon, um, the seasons um, that dictate or encourage you to plant at certain times, to harvest at certain times, but also ultimately has an effect on us. So there would also be celebrations that surrounded this and also changes within us that would occur. And my main concern was the the disconnect that we have from the food, for instance, that comes onto our table, how one might think that the supermarket is our provider and disconnect from the fact that Earth is our provider because we're getting things all year round from different countries. So, Christian, just to you to hop in now to interject. Yeah, just to, to come back to the turning of the wheel. So when we're talking about the wheel, what is that? It's, as Justine mentioned, that, that cyclical nature, mainly of the sun cycle, so you have two solstices and two equinoxes that mark basically the four cardinal points of the year. And then in between, you had the old pagan festivals of um, Imbolc, Belta, and Lugnasat and Samhain. And it, it's really an agricultural society to look at when is the right moment for certain activities. We talk about the fertility of spring and so on, but the earth is always fertile so it's not that it's particularly different in this time of year but this time of year is just right because you have the right amount of sun coming down you have the right temperature the right amount of rainfall and so on and so forth and that create the perfect condition for growth the earth is not different in, in autumn or so in terms of, of mineral content or something like that so it, it really shows by by focusing on the different points in the circle that there is a right moment which just make activities easier. It's not completely, um, you're not unable to do certain activities in other types of year, but it just requires much more energy. You can grow tomatoes all year round if you have a, if you have a greenery or so. You just need more energy to heat it up and so on and so forth. So then it, it does bring up that question, you know, if we're forcing things to be produced all year round, there is that that sort of um, excess energy or that that is used and it becomes sort of perhaps not as uh, economically friendly ultimately to do it also takes away that sort of the ebb and flow of um, need versus abundance and also like I think we discussed our bodies are also um, cyclical so in the summer we will enjoy cooling foods in winter we'll we'll enjoy more sort of rooty warming um, foods to eat and our digestion becomes slower so we're not really working in a natural harmony 
if all year round we're having everything all year round. I think also when you mentioned that the, the earth is sort of ready to be fertile all year round, there there are still changes with the natural cycle of life when when something dies, a plant dies on the earth and goes back into the earth. There are certain times where it will be more productive than other times as well. But it's that disconnect that we have. We think, oh, we're not in an agricultural um you know, particularly around us, we don't see it, we don't feel it. All we do is we see the the food that's put into packaging into the supermarket and, and we become very disconnected, which is why it's so important to spend time in nature, time out on land to ground and also foster that sense of gratitude for what we have because we are pretty spoilt most of the year and I'm, and I'm not sure it does us particularly much good how often do we actually spend time uh, showing gratitude for the cycles for what it provides for us which is what you and I try to do with celebrating the turning of the wheel and the different aspects and also we have this within ourselves don't we Christian our our own uh, we are our own internal and external landscape that does get affected by that energy yeah and I think there to make it really also um, it's not just about honoring some some ancient cycles here it's really something that is highly relevant in our daily life as you mentioned justine we live normally in a cycle we have a day cycle sunrise mid uh, or noon then sunset midnight and so on and so forth we have a weekly cycle we have a monthly cycle we have a yearly cycle and in the olden days there were some fixed point like sunday morning was church for example, where all the community came together and had that communal gathering and so on and so forth, which made things repetitive. Nowadays, we moved more into a linear time. So our life has become no longer cyclical. Each weekend we do something different. We go to different places. We meet with different people. We no longer have that complete distinguish between private life and work life. We check our work emails late in the evening or early in the morning. We do some private stuff during the day. So the, the, all the cycles are not broken, but we no longer pay attention. And that gives us a feeling of a linear time, which results in a lot of people feeling stressed and feeling mm. having the feeling of the day is running and I can't get anything done. Time is moving so fast. It's already evening and so on and so forth. Yeah. And that's really the result of it, I guess. Burnout and exhaustion. And also it messes with our hormones. I mean, our hormones are still cyclical. They will still carry on in that way, but... We, we don't tend to sort of work in that way with it. And I think also another thing that's very important that we embrace with this is, you know, yes, we've been through a few hard years that created a lot of isolation and division, but also before that happened, we're, we're not, we've, we've lost a lot of that community spirit. And whilst I think, um, you know, time where you're on your own is very valuable. It's a beautiful gift, solitude, I adore it. We also need to have moments of connecting together as a community again. And when we connect as a community, we can feed off each other and foster that gratitude for everything that's around us and have a sharing space and a sportive space, which especially at the moment after the last two years is so utterly important, I think. Yeah, and it's also... 
that when we look at the celebrations, the traditional ones, it's not just a nice way come together and so on. A lot of the ancient ceremonies and rituals were also to really let go of the past, let go of everything. Basically, we humans are like a pressure cooker, so we, we, we get under a lot of steam, but we no longer have any valves in society to let go of it. Mm -hmm. So you can't really go and cry and shout and just be wild. So we get very tamed. And a garden party is nice, but you still have to behave. You always put in a mask and behave in a very civilized way. And that means that you swallow a lot of attention inside. And that tension and that pressure that you build up inside then comes often in terms of stress, of hard um, muscles, of all sorts of, of psychological issues. Erratic behavior, yeah. But I think also a lot of us don't actually know what inner world self let alone have the opportunity to express it that's that's something we're very lacking quite often it's only a sort of select few who probably do spiritual work or shamanic work or might sort of tap into that energy it's it, but it's something that you know we can foster as a community which is great and we will be encouraging that for our event at Beltane to connect with our inner wisdom, our world self, to rewild ourselves, reconnect with ourselves and others and drop those sort of shackles of the, all the sort of imposements we put upon ourselves. We can't do this, we can't do that, we need to be this way, we need to be that way. And yeah, it's, it's really sort of prohibits our natural flow. And that's a great time of this year to do it because... It is about the pregnant belly or the fertile belly of Mother Earth. And with that is creation. So, and passion and fire. And I think there's a quite an easy self-test for you to do to see if that's something that's relevant for you. And just go through the past few months and see if there was a situation where you just snapped. Where just you completely lost the plot or so and were screaming or angry and totally where your response was totally out of the context of a situation. Because quite often that's an indication that you build up a lot of these internal pressure without having something to let go. And then it happens that it's just, in one situation it's too much and the dam is bursting. So obviously it's better to have certain times and do it um, voluntarily. In a positive in way. In a positive way, rather than having that snapping out at a partner, a child at work or whatsoever. So yeah, that's an easy test for you to, to see if that topic is something for you. So we're slightly overrun. Thank you for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you on the 7th of May if you choose to come and be with us. Our event is from 2 to 4.30 at Booty in Richmond, London. <clears throat> you can find the event under booty.co. That's B-H-U-T-I dot co. Um, or you can ring them and, um, yeah, book in for two and a half hours of wild fun and unleashing your passion and your inner wild self. Look forward to seeing you there. Thank you for joining me, Christian. Pleasure. Bye.